0: Jackson steps back and clicks to the end zone
1: touchdown,
2: Isaiah Lakely. He give Lamar Lamar Jackson the game ball every single game, you know. He wouldn't take him. You know, he's he wouldn't you know, have anywhere to put him in his house. You know, but that's the way he plays. You know, that's <laughs> I, I think I've said it before. I believe he's the best quarterback in the national football league. I've said it many times before, and he continues to prove it. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, MGM from BetQL.
0: Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM, Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Coming up in about 20 minutes, we will have BetQL Court, the holiday edition, which may be nothing different than the regular BetQL Court that we do. But let's talk a little bit about context because uh, John Harbaugh, Ravens head coach, uh, certainly gave that to us in terms of talking about how great Lamar Jackson is. But when we're discussing context, Joe is absolutely right. The pundits are nincompoops if they are saying that Christian McCaffrey is the MVP. And context matters when having this conversation. The last time a running back won MVP was Adrian Peterson back in 2012. And I looked up the numbers. He averaged 5.83 yards per carry, and at an EPA per carry of 0.05, which is outstanding for a running back. I think we forget that 11 years ago, that Vikings ground and pound attack was phenomenal. It was better than anything that we see right now. And these numbers are way better than what Christian McCaffrey has been able to do on the ground. For him, 5.3 yards per carry, so that's less. EPA per carry is negative 0.01, so that's less thing though with Christian McCaffrey is certainly a better receiver 57 catches for 509 yards so in some ways I suppose in some way you can compare the two running backs but again context Peterson did not have to go up against dominant quarterback play like Christian McCaffrey has to the top three passers in the NFL back in 2012 did not have winning records Drew Brees was seven and nine. Matt Stafford was four and 12. Tony Romo was eight and eight. So Peterson also had the benefit of a lack of winning quarterback play. Christian McCaffrey does not have that benefit, which includes Lamar Jackson and that outstanding performance he had last night, Joe. So again, when we're talking about the MVP race, there is a reason why Lamar Jackson has the second shortest odds at five to one.
2: Yeah, and, and what I would throw in there about Adrian Peterson, just if you compare it to the San Francisco situation, Christian Ponder, okay? Christian Ponder was the Vikings quarterback mm-hmm. that year. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he wasn't stealing any votes away uh, from the running back in that specific just spot. Just Samantha. Uh, it, yeah, I mean, Harbaugh can say what he wants about Lamar, and I get it. Um, it people tear him up when he has those duds, so we'll we'll see. how how that ends up going. I mean, maybe there does seem to be a Lamar push all of a sudden because people don't want to vote for Purdy. But I thought that was about Jacksonville. That was one of those situations where, oh, man, it feels like they are falling apart. Now, three straight losses and just how ugly that was. Doesn't it just not only the results of the game and how they go with the penalties and the drops and all that, but, man, It feels like they're falling apart, and some of it is out of their control with injuries. And then we find out after the game last night that Trevor Lawrence is put into concussion protocol. And most of the year, until recently, but most of the year, a a lot of these players, once they go into protocol, that means you're going to be sitting for a week. It was the case for Stroud. Uh, Recently, there have been times where that was not the case for other players. So we'll see how this is handled But, uh, Aaron, this is looking really dicey for Jacksonville, and it is now a three-way tie in that garbage AFC South division.
1: Yeah, will we see C.J. Beathard in for Lawrence now that he's in concussion protocol i don't know how quickly he can get out of it uh since this happened like last night so that'll be something to watch but you you mentioned it's like the blown coverages the drops the penalties mental mistakes all over the place it is unraveling for the jags Mm and hand up about a month or so ago i thought maybe (laughs) they would be clicking at the right time and i've been wanting this to happen but paul gave us a good comp like are the Jags the Chargers because this is a team that now I don't want to back at all like I almost think I'm done with it, thinking this is the Jags time or they can turn this around like it it's from a betting perspective I've just been burned and I think I'm out on them
2: or is it the time to bet them this is the shortest odds all year oh, on them
1: I'm petty I don't know if I can get on board with
2: they, they end they end the season with Carolina and Tennessee uh yeah, the Christian Kirk uh injury has hurt them too. And they're going to be oh, yeah. that's going to
1: yeah.
2: be there for the rest of the year. So, um yeah, I man, it, the injury stuff it, it was on the Baltimore side too last night. Not only we know about Andrews and, you know, likely did a nice job stepping in again. Um is that sustainable for the rest of the year? Maybe, but then Keith Mitchell leaves, but I oh, never know which God. Ravens oh. running back is going to be uh, playing much anyways but yeah I mean it's but, yeah the injuries are really piling up everywhere
1: and it does put a lot more pressure on Lamar to be the leading rusher game to game without Keaton Mitchell now I mean Lamar can carry this team but it, it I think it's a big blow mm-hmm. losing Keaton Mitchell <laughs>
0: it can be uh it certainly can be just because he's such a speedy back he's young and you expect that he'll be able to get a few additional totes depending upon you know how how Gus Edwards is doing down the stretch and at some point that workload gets to be so much that you kind of rely on the younger guys once you kind of get to that week 17 week 18 game even in the playoffs things like that so definitely I think it's a hit but the offensive line for the Ravens. That's what concerns me more than anything else. The mixing and matching, the injuries, all Mm -hmm. of that stuff. It's one of those deals where on the broadcast they were talking about how wonderful it was Lamar Jackson had all this time to throw. We saw the clock in the lower part of the screen in terms of him having eight seconds and nine seconds to throw and all of that stuff. I think that's cool. And a lot of that is Lamar Jackson and that's why you know he has the second shortest MVP odds and that's fine. But when you're looking at this offensive line though, I got to think there are some real issues there, and I am not sure it's something that I can really trust at this point. And besides, when you're looking at Jackson's numbers in terms of time to throw beyond two and a half seconds, nine of 16, 131 yards, touchdown, interception, passer rating of 77.9, that's not great. It's not terrible, I suppose, but it's not nearly as great as, say, the broadcast was talking about, which was just kind of getting on my nerves. But yeah. it's the rushing <laughs> attack. It's 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 what was happening down there on the field. I mean, that was, you know, really what uh, made Lamar Jackson stand out there. And not having Keaton Mitchell probably the rest of the year, I mean, that's, that's just awful. You know, hate that for him at a very minimum. But it is something where I want this passing attack to look more formidable. I want the protection to be uh, a good bit more consistent for Jackson. For me to feel comfortable that even with this one seed, Baltimore can make Get to the super bowl and i'm just not there yet i i think they can still do it but there are other contenders in the afc where if they do win the conference i go all right that makes sense i wouldn't be surprised by it in other words yeah
2: they i mean they just they they are rushing by 175 yards last night 175 Mm -hmm. so Okay, the, the other side of the ball for the Ravens. That's been questioned lately, especially after last week when the expectation was coming off the bye that they were going to dominate the Rams and then they come in there and force overtime in a high-scoring affair. And then you could look to last night and say, well, yeah, the numbers look good. They only gave up seven points, but it was all those mistakes by the Jaguars. You could, you could look at it that way mm-hmm. if you want. We're going to learn a lot. If you're not sure about the Ravens' defense, if you have questions, next two games. Niners-Dolphins, all right? That's about as tough as it gets. I assume that Tyreek's mm-hmm. going to be healthy in a couple weeks. Even if he doesn't play next week, you would think a couple weeks from now that he should be good for that game. And, uh, I mean, we got going to San Francisco across the country next week on on Christmas night. And then uh, the Miami game, and that will be a short week game. So if if I think your questions, if there are any about the Ravens' defense, are certainly going to be answered
1: yeah i'm looking forward to that christmas game that is going to be awesome <laughs> oh gosh I, do they have like the toughest remaining schedule the ravens or one of them because it doesn't seem easy for them gonna well, learn a lot
2: too tough one easy i guess pittsburgh last week i don't mm-hmm. know if they're playing for anything Who i have no idea they? yeah exactly. we'll see mason yeah, rudolph right. under center don't know whatever <laughs> Steelers. <laughs> trash Steelers stuff Steelers
1: stuff Jeez. give me give me a losing no, no season
2: for, for them please I want the losing mm-hmm. season so I can stop hearing about it we know they're a garbage team get out of here Oh that was embarrassing on Gardner
1: Minshew baby
2: Nice nah, yeah I, no Mitchell Trubisky
0: <laughs> Right <laughs> You know it's possible that Gardner Minshew could win this division like that's nuts yeah. to me Yeah I, I mean it's absolutely ridiculous like it's, you know, Trevor Lawrence, you know, I don't know what his health is, but, you know, even with the, the concussion and going into protocol, like you watched the end of that game last night, like he was shaking his arm out and he seemed really inaccurate on throws like beyond five yards. Like it was a real concerning thing when I was watching him going, he just doesn't look right. And it just went above and beyond just, okay, these are inaccurate throws. Like, just something about the makeup looked way off. And so I find it hard to believe that he can kind of get through this uh, in one fell swoop. And plus, at some point, like, there are other injuries that Lawrence is dealing with. At some point, he does need the rest, right? Just a chance to recoup, if nothing else. And yet, when I'm looking uh, on BetMGM in terms of who's going to win the division, Jaguars still have the shortest odds at minus 135. Colts at plus 275 Texans at three to one. And I'm sure the reason why Houston has the longest odds is because of the questions surrounding CJ Stroud. When is he coming back now? Turns out it didn't matter yesterday because the Texans came back to beat the Titans, 19 to 16 in overtime. But at the same time though, if you're looking at say all three quarterbacks in that division, well, mm-hmm. Minshew is the healthiest one, right? Right. And if you're going by that alone, then you've made the argument to bet on the Colts. But aren't you holding your nose when you do that?
2: Yeah, I think um, a lot of some spots have it flipped. So it's Jaguars a okay. favorite no matter what or, or the numbers are really close elsewhere. Um, yeah, division record. Indy has a slight edge there because they're three and two, but also, I mean, Houston also has two losses there. So Jaguars are favored because they're four and one in the division. And and because, Mm. you know, they're, they're the team that's viewed as just better overall. But I mean, yeah, it's going to, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about it tomorrow on on futures day, as far as how (laughs) that's going to go down because man, um, kind of what we all expected. I would think, I mean as Jacksonville is falling apart here at the very end of the season. It's uh that's going to be an interesting one. And you know, yesterday Houston, that was a surprising decision. I think to most, because there was just this assumption. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Davis mills. And then they end up going with case Keenum. He wasn't great. They didn't get into the end zone until near the very end, but they did enough to force overtime and pull out the victory there. Um, wow. I mean, the Titans, what we saw on Monday, yeah it's just classic rookie quarterback great performance and then followed by a complete dud Will Anderson's is not even on the field there uh so man i sh- i probably should have known but that was a good spot if you were willing to uh go with houston it felt like everybody was on tennessee even though we should know geez will levis favored by a field goal or even more at home like hold up something's wrong here but uh, that was a big win by the Texans, missing all of their best players, literally. It's mm-hmm. not hyperbole. They're missing all their best players. I just said Will Anderson, uh, CJ Stroud, Tank Dell. Uh, Nico Collins was out of that game. And and they still end up winning the
1: game on the road. Credit to D'Amico Ryans, too. I, I was surprised. With all the injuries, no Stroud. I was definitely thinking that they were not, (laughs) I was on the Titans. So I I think credit to them that they were able, able to pull this off. I don't know if they can continue another week without Stroud. Can they keep this up? How long would that continue?
0: It's a good question. I don't know. But one thing I do know though, in terms of how the Texans knocked off the Titans, DeAndre Hopkins, nine targets, two catches, 21 Hmm. yards. If we were throwing people in jail in the here and now, it would certainly be anybody and everybody involving the Titans for that to happen. D hop, just 1.3 yards of average separation. So that was just awful. Titans tried to throw a lot of man coverage at the Texans because they felt like, okay, well, you don't have tank Dell. You don't have Nico Collins, et cetera, et cetera. It's okay. We're just going to get you on the front end. Well, that didn't work. It just didn't work. Like the Texans have a really deep receiving core and Noah Brown, you know, eight receptions and 11 targets for 82 yards and a touchdown. Like, I get more and more impressed by the day when it comes to Houston. And so, in terms of who I think can win this division, I think the Texans have just as good an argument as anybody.
2: Yep, they do. It's completely up for grabs. Mm-hmm. Um, also, in the AFC picture, Cleveland wins. They're minus 750 to make the playoffs. That's obscene. amazing. Um, Go, yeah. Joe Flacco. Yeah, whatever. He has three picks. I wasn't impressed. He should have had two pick sixes in that game. They, the Bears almost mm-hmm. had the second one. They got down to the five. Um, yeah, that that might that might come into reality in the in the final stretch of the season. I'm not really buying that one. Bears should have won that game. A lot of bad mistakes by them. So I, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not feeling great about Cleveland.
0: For sure. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, it's BetQL Court, right here on the BetQL Network.